dodging the bullets. Dodging? That freak doesn't even realize he's being shot at. Looks like he's going inside. Hey, you! Stop it! Get out of there! Who are you supposed to be? Are you suicidal? Or too stupid to know better? Huh? Huh? Guy's just an idiot. Takes more than just an idiot to be screaming that way. Well, I guess we got five hostages now. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I am raring for a competitive game of Old Maid. My name is Andy, and with me this week, he's gone through a lot of hell since meeting the two of us. His name is Bill. Yep. (laughs) Didn't deny it. Stoic as ever. Uh, And uh, I can't believe he's really crying. (laughs) I can't. It's Josh. It's just so amazing to be back here with you guys. Oh my god, that was sweet. That was sweet. Yeah. Aww. I thought you weren't going to be able to believe he was better. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <sighs> Fabio? Yes. So guys, we are here for episode four of Trigun Love and Peace. He's not Fabio, but he's been hit in the face with a goose. It's Josh. <laughs> oh my god, that's a good one. Oh my god, that's next week's. Alright, so... So, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about nerd news before we get into our review. So, Josh, I know you have some stuff. What do you okay. got? So, first things first, a uh, really interesting find uh, recently was that a part of a dinosaur's tail was found recently completely preserved in amber. Did it? Was it? Was it covered in feathers? Yes, it was oh. actually. Yeah. Uh, nice. The scientists proving things right. The scientists have a dated uh, between middle to end a uh, Cretaceous period. So definitely Cres- dinosaurs. Cr- crustaceous? Cretaceous. Cr- I say Cretaceous. Cretaceous. Is it Cretaceous? Yeah. Yes, Cretaceous. Oh. Crustaceous yeah. would be like a bunch of lobsters. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Or, or pizzas. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Crustacean Park. <laughs> this <laughs> nice. is just a red lobster with some gates on it. <laughs> <laughs> and what they believe that the feathers were for, obviously, were not for flight. But for more like heat retention mm-hmm. and probably uh, eye catching, floral mating stuff like that. Oh. You don't know it wasn't for flight. No, you say, they, you say obvious like they didn't just find a tail. No, they actually did <laughs> look into it, and that they, motherfucker could have wings. The structures were not uh, compatible for flight. Maybe it had a plane. Okay, possibly, but you know, the dinosaur itself could not fly, but it had. It could have had a plane. Did, well, did it get its pilot's license? I hear that's a, b- a bitch to get. No, but it did have a problem with snakes on it. Ah, uh, fair enough. So I got something else, but I'm going to kind of save that for last. So I'll let you guys talk about sure. what, what you've got. Sure. Hey, you, do you guys see the trailer? I for, saw a trailer. Uh, all right. Which one? Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Ah, <gasps> did you ever see Guardians 1? 
Hell yeah. Okay, I didn't know, because I know that you don't watch a bunch all of those times. Marvel movies. Yeah, by, uh, Tim Gunn, man. He loves Slither, so of course he's going to love I've only ever one. fallen out of it in the last couple of years. I think I was late to watch Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. I think I borrowed your copy. I may yes, still have it. Yes, you, you might. You, no, you're thinking Dark World. Uh, Ragnarok's the one that's coming oh, okay, out. Okay, yeah, Dark World. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I borrowed your copy of Iron Man 3. Do you want to borrow uh, Civil War? I have that. Yeah, that's the one thing I haven't really seen. The airport seems pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay, so you saw the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer. Uh, yes. I, I do believe I saw that as I'm pretty sure I saw that as I well. Uh, what are your thoughts? I love Baby Groot. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the uh, the scene taker right there. Baby yeah. Groot is pretty adorable. I am Groot. No, that's the button that's going to kill everyone. <laughs> I love how he's just trolling Rocket. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then that little scene where you see him run up on the one dude who's freaking out and he just grabs him and throws him off a rail. <laughs> my oh, girl- he tripped him with, uh, yeah, with vines. vines. My, my girlfriend looked at it and goes, Wow, baby Groot is angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, yeah. and I had to agree. Terrible twos, right? Fair enough, fair enough. My son's getting close to that. There you oh, go, dear God. Um, the the one thing I think um was really funny though was at the very end where he had the uh the one empathic alien chick who was reading Star Lord and she starts talking about how he's got sexual feelings for Gamora and and um Drax just starts losing it right. Yep. And, uh, do me, was, do me next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine was talking about it and, and, you know, from this and the other trailer that you've seen of it, they are doing a lot more comedy with Drax than they did in the previous movie. It looks That's like. because they realized he was a comedy powerhouse. Right. The few jokes he got were amazing. Were good jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's such a straight man, just the whole doesn't get metaphor or anything like that, that mm-hmm. it lends more to, to great comedy. And I think that's something that, was needed for the character. Nothing against Dave Bautista. I think he did a great job with the role. Wasn't there a hugging bit? Like yes, yes, he asked him to hug. In the first trailer, he goes, "Yes, let's hug it out. Let's hug it out." Yeah, good, good times. Yeah, good times. It, looks, it looks like a lot of fun. When's that coming out, Bill? Do you remember? I don't remember. Yeah, eventually, right. probably next year sometime. So, sometime. Yeah, yeah, sometime next year. In the future. Speaking. Well, I was going to say. I mean, I wasn't going to talk about that trailer. I was going to talk about the trailer I saw this morning before I went to work, and that oh. would be the Spider-Man Homecoming. Woo! One, homecoming! Which, which, I love Homecoming. Which, by the way, the name is the just, team. The team that goes just to Homecoming wins. Yeah, Oh, no, it's just totally a dig against Sony. The fact, like, hey, we've basically kind of gotten the rights back, even though they still technically have the yeah. rights, but are basically it's kind of made venture. Sony, kind of made Sony their bitch. Yeah. 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 True. True. Yeah. He's home, folks, where he belongs. I actually had this conversation with some student, a group of students the other day mm-hmm. uh, about the different Spider-Men. And I was trying my best to defend the Spider-Man from Civil War, the new Spider-Man. And the young guy? Yeah. Uh, I can't think of his I name I can't think right of his now. name off the top of my head right either, but um, I know that... Go, go, gadget, Wikipedia. Yeah. So when I was talking to my students, they were completely confused why I like the new Spider-Man so much, and I just, I love him. I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the, the comedy down. He's, you know... Tom he's, Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. That's right. Mm-hmm. He's He's got that, like, very... Youthful energy oh that we God. didn't see in the other. I mean, we did kind of see it with well, Andrew Garfield. They are kind of going back, you know, to that like real idea that Spider-Man is really a young kid, you right? Know? And I like the fact that, you know, in the trailer we see him still talking with Tony Stark, and that Iron Man will still be involved as well. Right. So we get, you know, that that connection with the Avengers, which right. I think is pretty cool. And I think what, what what I was liking in the trailer is they're showing like Tony's kind of being paternal. Mm-hmm. To Peter, you know, he's 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 like, no, no, you do the small fry stuff. Don't worry about the yes. bigger problems. Or big brotherly, at least. Yeah, yes, yeah. Very and, much and, so. and being a typical teenager, Peter's like, no, man, I want to do this. I can do this. Yes, and and what's neat about that to me 
is it's going to give the the movie a feel that we haven't gotten in the other Spider-Man films, which is good because the problem with the Andrew Garfield films was it felt like it just kind of redid the same thing. So I think this one's mm-hmm. gonna, not going to feel like your typical origin story sort of thing. It's going to have a completely different I, feel. And I think good. that's the thing because that was something that was already established in Civil War was that, okay, he's already had his powers – Uncle Ben is obviously gone. He yeah. he made a reference to with great power comes great responsibility, but said it in a way that wasn't out and the, out making yeah. a statement. The same cliche. So way. they Marvel's being smart and saying, Okay, we know this backstory. Yeah. We don't need to do it a hundred million times anymore. I didn't Absolutely. see any of the Andrew Garfield ones because I didn't feel the need to. Yeah. I saw the first the, one and the, it wasn't very good. Especially after Spider Man three, I was so mad at them anyway. Yeah. Right. No, Andrew Garfield did uh, a great job. I think one of the best things about the Andrew Garfield films was his chemistry with Emma Stone, playing Gwen Stacy. He was real good at pretending he wanted to bone Emma Stone. I'm shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Just some of the dialogue between the two was a lot of fun. And one of the things that Andrew Garfield got well as uh, Spider-Man was the wiseacre part. He would always, you know, how how he always kind of run off his mouth on whoever he was taking on. Right. He really did that really well. Now, uh, Tom Holland from what you see in Civil War, is pretty good, too. I mean, he, he runs off his mouth, but he's more like a spastic teenager. I than, love it. I love that. Than trying to be some snarky older dude. 30-year-old Hollywood write, scriptwriter. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. He has that, that manic energy of, of a 16-year-old kid, and that's great. And maybe it's the, the high school teacher in me, but that's why I really dig it. Because, like, I'm around high school students all the time. And really? It's like, I didn't know yeah, this. Yeah, shocking, right? And, you know, that's, that's part of, like, you know... I you were around gerbils all the time. <laughs> it's true. Um, that's part of, like, you know, the reason why I still enjoy my job is you never know what those little... Angels. ...are going to say, you know? Like, it's, it's it's so much fun. You never know. So that's really why I, I, I enjoy the character. I think he's... Right. I, I, I love the youthful energy. It, it's really great. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, so I, I think... Got, I got kind of cock-teased in that trailer, though. Why do you say that? Because I wanted to see the Iron Spider. Ah, just yeah. And granted, yeah. he has kind of an Iron Spider suit. Yeah. But it's not the Iron Spider. No. no. But we do see a little bit of Vulture, though, and I'm excited oh, to see Vulture great. being we, used as a we character. We saw a decent amount of Vulture. Which, which is good, because that's a character that I don't believe was in the, in the movies before. No, no, nope. he has not nope. been in any So that's cool. We're not yep. just jumping into, like, yeah. you know, and he's unfortunately he's get, But unfortunately, he's going to be a, a throwaway villain. He's probably going to die at the end. Well, maybe. So... MC, that's the one problem with MCU villains. They do not stay unless you're Loki. There's a million villains. Who cares? Yeah, they, they only they can only make a certain number of movies. Yeah, they're. I mean, oh please, man, they're going to be printing well, these movies but for you, years. But you know, long two or three between. a year. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. It's so. not a comic book where they come out once a month and there's fifty of them. Right. Yeah, that's. I think that's the big key difference there. So, Kill all right, them. who cares? Yeah. So, Josh, you said you had one more. Let's, right. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about your last one so before this, we get to the episode. So this is a big one, and I've already posted this on our stream on uh, Facebook.com, but it's about Attack on Titan. It has been confirmed that in April, Season 2 of Attack on Titan will start airing in Japan. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. So they are going to be continuing the story after uh, how it ended in first season of right. Attack on Titan. That makes sense. There's a lot of the manga that manga mungo that needs to be uh handled so right. i mean i know that uh ray was reading some of the comic and i happened to look over i'm like oh what's that he's like don't look you're it's and i'm like why oh there are some crazy he's like, he's, he's crazy like crazy i don't want to spoil happens. anything for you because you know and, we... and there's so much and i don't know exactly how much they're going to put into it what they're going to what what they're going to keep in keep out what right. arcs they're going to do but it's some crazy shit but it does bring up a bit of a conundrum 
because I know we've talked about wanting the review attack on Titan before. Mm-hmm. Well, now we don't. Well, I'm going to say this now. It has to be one season and dubbed. So, if we finish Trigun, and this series has yet to be dubbed by Funimation and, and start broadcast on, as a dub, Attack on Titan is going to be the next series. Ooh, look at him throwing down the gauntlet here I had, already. I had another like... choice, but I'm calling an audible. Wow, that was quite the audible. Uh, well, yeah, I heard it. Yep, <laughs> that's, that's the definition of audible. Uh, football term, actually. It's when you yes. switch up your play. Yes. I don't care. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> well, and I, I'm interested to see what they do with season two, but uh, I'm more interested to talk about it because, goddamn, I think Bill would really enjoy it. I think Attack so, too, Titan. and that's the reason why I want us to do so. Season three, as long as there is not a dub produced by Funimation by the time we finish Trigun, will be Attack on Titan. Doing it now. That's my series. Okay. All right. Big announcement. Uh, anything else, folks, to add before we move into our review of Episode 4, Trigun? Love and peace. I love you. Well, let's get into it. All right. That sounds like a plan to me. Stick it in today's episode. Let's stick it in. Uh, it is episode yeah. four. It is love and peace. And I believe we are back around to Bill. Oh, we are. What's up? Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 what's up, buddy? That always takes me by surprise for no reason. All right. Bill. What's up? Ah, all right. <laughs> it's your turn. Go. Well, first off, I have to say I don't miss cold opens. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, you really? Yeah, really. You, well, you don't like someone randomly screaming theme song at one point or <laughs> theme song <gasps> i was really more referring to like excel saga which is like here's random shit happening yeah 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 that's a theme song yeah no fair enough fair enough i, I mean and actually <clears throat> just to point out cold opens are kind of a rare thing in anime yeah you don't see it very often right yeah usually just right into the theme song yeah it's usually the theme song and then hey we're we're going sailor moon did a thing where like they would have like a like like a really like a sappy theme song, and then they would go through the whole episode. Like, yeah, but that was today. Deep. Like today, that was deep. no, no, no. That no. was on. That was on the original too. Because they'd be the like, original? like today on Sailor Moon, all of my friends die, and the music's like. So yeah, cold opens. Don't like them. Right, they're terrible. Um, not terrible, but yeah, they serve their purpose, I suppose. Uh Bill, let's get into the episode review. So we start out with Bash getting dropped off, uh, five hundred yars. From town yar, by his lift, by his lift driver. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know he has a sweet mustache too. Like we're watching the video right now. He's a sweet mustache. Are you gonna narrate that every time it oh, happens? Sorry, sorry. They can't see what we're seeing. Sorry, he has a sweet. They watch it. He has a sweet mustache. That's that's true. And what do we see, Bill? Five hundred yards away from the town. A lot of graves. A lot oh, of graves. grave markers. Yeah. The town in question is Orleans. And it is currently under a sandstorm watch, which has shut down all transportation and stranded Millie and Merrill into a forced vacation. Bernard Daly doesn't really give a lot of vacations, so no. it's uh, it's well-deserved, I think. Well, Millie's happy about it. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Well, wait, guys. Yeah. Millie! <laughs> Part of this noise is an obnoxiously squealing girl in an evening gown mm-hmm. and fancy gloves. Yeah. Like she's uh, in a high... Society ball. Yeah, she's kind of interesting. She definitely looks out of place compared to everyone else. But she's not out of place because she's cleaning out everybody. Yeah, she, really, she really, she's is. like, she's a shark. She is like kicking everyone's ass in right. uh, in poker. That is uh, Miss Stephanie Bostock, voiced by Alexis A. Edwards. Yeah, when she wins, in the American version at least, she says something along the lines of like, 
oh, I got it all club straight. And like, she doesn't oh. know, like, know what's actually going on. Anyway, she turns her attention to the girls. Yep. Millie only knows how to play old maid. Yeah, she says, are you playing old maid? <laughs> she gets really excited about this. A drifter at the bar agrees to play, and the, I was guessing prostitute when I started this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah is maybe. overjoyed. Mm-hmm. Until a gun is drawn on her, and she is informed she's playing for her life. Oh! I would say she's a prostitute. I mean, she's more dressed like maybe a can-can girl. I'm guessing in early in the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah clearly we know I'm wrong. Yeah, we know we know Bill's wrong, but still. That was right. my that was my guess. And I think that was where we get a break. We get a, we get the title card. Yes. And we come back, an off-screen voice informs us there are three things he can't stand. People who put ice in alcohol, the pattern on a silhouette scorpion, and slime who don't appreciate tranquility. Okay. Well, the first one I know you would well, I don't know. I've seen you put ice in your alcohol before. Occasionally, yeah. There's nothing wrong with having it on the rocks, yeah. especially if it's a cocktail. Uh, and what what is a silhouette scorpion? I didn't look that up. I assume that's probably just something in in universe. Is it? Do you think, J- Josh? Did our research man? Did you look that up? Silhouette I scorpion? did not. It's been kind of a crazy week. Oh, okay, fair enough. I, I like that line. I really do like this line, though. It's actually kind of a neat line, you know, mm-hmm. the slime that don't appreciate tranquility. Kind of kind of setting us up here for a a real. Straight and narrow sort of character, take no, you know, no nonsense, take no prisoner sort of thing. From behind, we see the speaker as a bald man, and he's speaking about a robbery in his jurisdiction. His Sheriff Stan. Yeah. Who, who, who was his voice, Josh? Uh, Richard Barnes. He's he's no nonsense, man. He doesn't take shit from no, no one. he does not. Except he has Tourette's because he screams dick. <laughs> <laughs> dick! <laughs> yeah, it's dick. I'm not even going to bother with dick. Like, I'm not, not going to touch Dick. I, I, that's, I, that's not true. I always bother with Dick. Um, so anyway, continue on. Uh, Dick informs the Earl, that's the well-dressed man next to them, mm-hmm. that four outlaws have taken four hostages. The card girl is one of the hostages, so I think we all can guess who the two of the others are. Yeah! The insurance girls! The group is demanding $10 million double dollars and non-consecutive 100 double dollars and a getaway wagon. It's very, very complex. I thought that was a hundred thousand double dollars. I, I don't know. I don't understand how the currency works in this show. They want lots of money. <laughs> Give it, me money in a crimey kind of way. Yeah, in a crimey kind of way. Uh, the girl seems to have been the actual target, as she is the Earl's daughter, mm-hmm. and he was the only one who can pay that ransom. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Bullstock, the Earl, mm-hmm. won't pay it, knowing that it will only happen again and worse. That she'll be a plaything and left to die in the desert. Sheriff Stan needles him about knowing this from experience. Ooh. Calling him Grim Reaper Bostock. Yeah, that that sounds a little intimidating. Yeah, Um, really. It it does not sound good. Stan's given the order that she comes back safe regardless of who else has to die. Stan pulls a gun on Bullstock. He won't be ordered around like their old days. Ooh. There's some sort of history and past be- between these two. And, you know, there's just something really shady about both of them. I think it's their mustaches. It yeah. is. It is. Rather dapper, though. And Earl Grim Reaper Bullstock is voiced by Steve Kramer, by the way. But, yeah, I, I would say these two dapper gentlemen really don't seem like they should should be. You know, they, they seem a little Yeah, it seems weird darker. that the people that rule watch over this place, one of them has a nickname Grim Reaper. That just seems right. like there's something going on. Right. Uh, fairly clearly, it's not going to be going well. Right, and the uh, the sheriff pulling a gun right on a guy who's just wanting to get his daughter back, well, 
That's a bit shady as well. It's a little bit. Yeah. You know what's not shady? The tension. Yes. Is broken. I love it. By Bash. You know, and this is this is the best part, I think, of the whole episode. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of building the story. And it, for me, it's, it was kind of boring, honestly. A lot of this backstory just kind of kept going on and on. And, uh, yeah, Vash breaks the tension in the best fucking way. Yeah, that's a great punchline that he just wanders by like a goober. <laughs> he does. Yeah, while they're discussing how they're going to try to get the hostages back and what they're going to, you know, they're trying to come up with a plan. And here he comes. Literally dancing toward where the hostages are at. And listening to music. Listening to an iPod, apparently? Apparently they have iPods back then. I mean, he's dancing. Well, it's not back then. It's future. Yeah. It's almost like a like an Apple commercial. Yeah, it it really kind of is. Kinda, those old, oh god! Oh my god! Right. He's dancing so terribly, and I love like how when he dances, his knees are so like 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 he's breaking physics all over. He the place. Is, yeah, he's like his arms and like and legs are all like splayed Bent, weird and, and bizarre and broken. And point, you just like it because you dance that way. I, that's exactly at point, how I at dance. At one point, he like kicks both his feet out, but he's staying knock kneed and he's floating in midair for a few seconds. It's pretty good. It's like what? And one of the other things that, that we're missing though, while he's dancing, he's. I'm going to guess pretending to dance and not know what's going on. That's probably true. I'd say that's a pretty... And dodging bullets this whole time. (laughs) Does he know the insurance girls are in there? I imagine he does. Okay. Well, I think he would probably get involved even if he didn't. Right. Yeah, it's it's Vash. He's he's definitely a, I'm going to do this because, hey, this sounds like a good idea. He comes in through the the saloon doors (laughs) and winds up with guns right in his face. (laughs) He, He shouts... Cha! As he opens up the door and shoves both of them open. And he, yeah, and he takes a second, and he's looking around, and he's like, huh, a lot of guns in this place. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of guns in this place. Yeah. So he blows a bubble. <laughs> he does, and then he's immediately drug away in time. And does, and I love it, he's, he's just like, ah, save me, save me, robbers, robbers, save me! <laughs> everyone's freaking out oh. on him. It's, oh my God. Oh, it's it's a great it's a great bit. It's it's once again Bash being goofy and fun. I love Bash being Bash. Oh yeah. Outside, Stan is putting together a plan. Someone <laughs> is showing up by the deadline and the Earl needs to bring the money. I love the line before they make the plan where the guy who looks goofy and doesn't have the mustache who's been writing things down that and dick. sticking Yeah, Dick <laughs> who's sticking the pen in his ear just says uh, I, I love it. He just says, "Well, I guess we got five it's hostages now." <laughs> Just says it so nonchalantly. Yep. Back inside, Vash volunteers that he is carrying a gun. Mm-hmm. A big one for a wimp like him. Yes. <laughs> and he's kicked over into Meryl's lap, of oh. course. <laughs> Once again, we get my favorite uh, way of greeting. Hello! <laughs> and he says, you know what? I've gone through a lot of hell since I've met the two of you. To which Meryl gets pissed off and says, we're the ones going through hell, and just kind of shoves him off her lap. Right. Vash sees the Earl's daughter, and he's immediately smitten. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. <laughs> now, now, this episode does not have the best animation in some spots. However, it does have, I think, the greatest goofy-looking thing that happens. So oh. when he notices the girl, he turns into an inchworm. His eyes turn to giant blue saucers, and he just, like, inch, inch, inch. Yeah, doing that. Yeah, he does a Hyatt over there. It's, yeah, he he re- does do a callback. Oh, I miss Excel Saga. Bill doesn't. That's true. Carry on. Well, she's hanging from the ceiling, so I, he seems to be trying to look up her dress. Yeah. He, yeah. he literally is inching his <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. And we're watching. <laughs> look at the eyes. They're so adorable. Oh, my God. He's like, yeah. He, he, but you know what? She is saved by one of the bandits, actually. Kicks Bash yep. in the face. And Yep. I call him... Green mask. <laughs> Green mask? That's that sounds like a terrible Wait. superhero. 
Well, clearly, he's a bad superhero. Oh, because he's a villain, right? Oh, <laughs> fair enough. One of the robbers in a green bandana, bandana, yeah. One of the robbers in a green bandana mask boots Vash in the head before he can see too much. Boots of the head, you gain wisdom. Not out of chivalry, but just because they want him to say, "Stay still." <laughs> it's it's true. Vash says they are horrible, and that's no way to treat a lady. Pretty sure looking up the dress isn't either, but. We talked about it last week, you know. I think we talked about this idea right, right. of, you know, Vash is, he plays, he, he plays up the character a lot. Uh, so, I mean, how else can you play up the character than, you know, just get really pervy there? Green says she is special, and the girl confirms that they are after her family's money. Mm-hmm. And that is the only reason to rob this bar. At this time, a table collapses and Green shoves his gun in the girl's mouth. The oh. hammer is stopped. By the huge man from the beginning. Yeah, like literally he reaches in and like puts his thumb in the way of the hammer before it could, you know, before, before he can fire the gun. It's kind of a, a tense scene, actually. Like he shoves the, the barrel, the gun, like like way into her mouth. And I'm thinking we're going to get like a really disturbing and disgusting spray of blood. But thankfully he does in the nick right. of time stop it. The hammer is stopped by the huge man from the beginning, jamming his thumb in front of, of it. And he calms Greeny. Yeah, and just one of the things I want to point out, blocking the hammer of a of a revolver like that with your thumb, that's got to hurt. I... Well, he's got big leather gloves on, though. True, true, true. He does have the gloves, which I think would protect a lot of that, but I, but still, man, it would sting a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, certainly. I mean, it's not something you want to be doing, but... Yeah, definitely. Vash sticks his head up from the rubble, and the goons put the boots to him for it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a funny scene, even though he's getting kicked. But like his face is like super deformed, and it's yeah. just it's just it's really weird. The oh. leader then realizes the gun was already compromised by gum, the same that Vash had been chewing. Yeah, and he like all the characters in the earlier episodes starts to wonder. No way. There's no way he meant to do that. But as we'll see later, this guy's a little smarter than some of the others. He picks up on Vash's stuff pretty. Yeah. A little more, a little more quick. Our, Absolutely. Our, our leader here definitely does have, he's not an idiot. Ooh. Outside, Stan's plan seems to be to hire a bunch of even worse outlaws to kill the robbers. <laughs> Bullstock isn't impressed. Yeah, it's, it's a weird crew. Like, right. there, there's a dude that, like, is wearing Sontaran armor, and, like, he's got, like, some sort of, like, steam coming out of his neck, and I'm really confused as right. to what's right. going on. It's a, uh, I would say a colorful cast, but they're not really anything worth looking at they're pretty uh i don't even think their mothers would love their faces yeah <laughs> the guy with the creepy really long tongue though that's the one that freaks me out the oh, right. he's, he's looking at his gun he's looking he's his like, gun oh, that was that was bizarre uh, yeah. stan makes a threat to pay them in not to hurt his daughter as well mm-hmm. just after commercial break vash is looking up the girl's dress again and green jean boots him again <laughs> green jean <sighs> they say his name is jean oh okay oh, oh yeah that's right it is jean Lord. Of course you went there. Green uh, Gene. Oh, that's not even that's not even the Raw Attitude podcast. I don't even know what that is. That's that's something. That's something on the network. <laughs> that's something a little different. Well, anyway, he boots Vash again. And I'm starting to think maybe he's not such a bad guy. The fourth hostage is suddenly here. Worried that the girl is released when they get paid, the leader isn't so sure Bullstock won't do something stupid. Green Gene reports that Vash the Stampede is in town. And the group collectively shit their pants that they may have to face him. <laughs> Vash the Stampede? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, it's your, it's your typical moment in the episode where where Vash, Vash's name is dropped and yeah. everyone freaks yep. the fuck out. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I think that's kind of silly that, you know, they have to, at some point, randomly insert, Oh, I heard Vash the Stampede's in town. Like, how do you, what? 
Why did you, especially in the context of this, like, why are they all of a sudden just out of nowhere? Oh, yeah, I heard Vash is in town. What? No! Well, I guess I well, got It's time for us to go do this plan. Con- continue to build the mystique of the character, you know, you know, the <laughs> fact that like this is the one person that they're the most freaked out about. And I think that after the next episode, the whole mystique of Vash will die down quite a bit. Uh I think I think it'll be less about like the mystique of Vash as like this wild crazy character and more just mm-hmm. them traveling and Dealing with some other problems and issues. Right, I think it, it does take a tonal shift. It definitely does, after like the fifth episode. Vash warns them something is coming. A huge steam-driven wagon. The way he says it, he's just like peeking out the window. He's like jumping around like, hey, look, something's coming this way. And he's like bouncing up and down. It's like, it's like whenever uh, Dorian sees my car coming. Hey, 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 someone's here. Yeah, he's kind of he's like a toddler. Yeah, he really is. I think, don't they boot him again? I'm pretty sure they probably do. Yeah. The deputy gets out, shows the money, and then leaves. Mm-hmm. One of the guys goes out to check the wagon for money or a trick and notices a thug in the mirror. Now, when you say wagon, by the way, I want to make it very clear. It is not a wagon like a lot of you might be picturing if you didn't watch the episode. It's like a huge steam-powered like truck. van or truck or yeah. something. Absolutely. It's pretty massive. This robber, Marvin, runs, but it is too late and he gets shot down. Mm-hmm. Green Gene tries to help, and the wagon <laughs> is already moving, and Gene is struck. I'm not Green Gene anyone, but Green yeah. Gene. That looked like well. that would suck, by the uh, way. Uh, guys, right? Guys, guys, guys. right? No kidding. Can we have a moment of silence for Green Gene? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I finished up, so I know what happens. You son of a bitch. <laughs> the, the poor man gets gunned down, and you have no respect. Nope. Gene didn't get gunned down. Marvin got gunned down. Yeah, that was Marvin. Fuck Marvin. Where's the kaboom? I continue. <laughs> the wagon comes through the wall of the bar, and the sheriff's thugs open fire. Is this a commentary on outsourcing your uh, your labor? Yes. <laughs> if oh. it isn't, it is now, because that, I mean, that, the... that that seems like a pretty valuable uh, lesson. Uh, Do not outsource. Don't, don't hire thugs. Don't hire gun lickers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Don't hire gun lickers to do a SWAT operation. Is that anything like a window licker? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Yep, totally. The wagon didn't have windows, though. No, it's true. Oof. The leader is saved only by hiding behind a table, and the girl is saved by Vash's Joker boot blade 69 backflip. <laughs> what the fuck? I was going to say just like a scorpion strike, because it kind of has that kind of like a, you know, attack no, like a... It's a Joker boot 69 backflip behind the bar maneuver. <laughs> and I love that, like, Vash, Vash during that scene, like, he's no longer tied up. <laughs> like, he's already gotten out of the ropes. And they even comment on that. Like, they, d- they do comment on it just, just a little bit. Well, the leader sees what Vash did. Yeah, or actually so, right here. So yeah. Vash quickly tries to yeah, that, tries to, oh, tie tries to back act up. like he's tied up again. That that part is one of my favorite parts of the episode. He's like, oh, shit. And he tries to tie him up, and the guy's like, whatever. Yeah, I, don't bother. Don't bother. Yeah, I know you're whoever, whatever you are, you're crazy. Just stop. Yeah. The thugs stand around demanding that the leader show his face so they can blow it off. Humpty Dumpty finds the other hostages and <laughs> asks for permission to kill him, which, of course, he can since he's not the girl. Mm-hmm. Vash has finally had enough, throws a keg into a table, catapulting his gun into his hand. No, that was cool. Like, he threw the keg, shot the keg somehow. I don't know who shot the keg, but, like, the keg got shot. It, like, fell down then, and it was just it was just crazy. It was a crazy cool Okay, sequence. well, like, would you say that's a three-point stunt? In, I, in, in, in I would definitely say that's a stunt of some sort. I would two say or three points. two or three points. At least yeah. two. At least two, yeah. And then he levels his gun at the Eggman. Mm-hmm. Cuckoo-cuckoo. Wait, wait, wait. No, the, that's the walrus, dude. And the guy's uh, <laughs> the guy's forehead looks like a vagina. What? It, I missed I, that. 
Bash can't bring himself to kill the man. He just whispers, Rim. Ra- rapid eye movement? That's yeah. a weird thing to whisper. It is. Sorry, the way you said it there just made me think of Citizen Kane. Rosebud. Right, he's looking for his uh, sleigh. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, so Millie handles the dirty work with her crazy Gatling X stun yeah, bar gun. Yeah, fucking love we it. We finally get to see its use, and man, it fires many crosses. I think we've seen it once before, Yeah, I'm though. sure we have. I think we saw it at least once before. Not used, though. This is actually the first time she's fired well, it. okay. I uh, don't know that's true. Mm-hmm. I think she's fired it before. Mm-mm. Well, either way, either way, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Vash does take out another couple of thugs, flicking his gun open and hitting one man in the face with shells, causing them to misfire his shotgun and into his co-worker's foot. <laughs> <laughs> then a light fixture falls on the shotgun guy. Mm-hmm. That was odd. I'm yeah. also not sure that didn't kill him, but... Whatever. Well, you know, yeah. there's a few questionable well, moments. Yeah, that's rather random that, man, that that's just shoddy craftsmanship there of the light fixtures. That's, just randomly that's gotta fall. be what that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing else could have possibly no. explained that. I actually watched that scene over a couple times because I was like, did I miss something? Yeah. Because when he gets flicked in the face, mm-hmm. he shoots a shotgun. It looks like it goes up. Yeah. He does like he pulls up. Right. But then you see the shot hit the guy in the foot. And I was like, Buckshot's not going to ricochet off a ceiling that Right, ours. it would, no way, no it, way. It didn't make a lot of sense, no. but I, we will figure out what happened. We yes. will. Eggman steams, but the outlaw <laughs> leader punches him out. Hard boiled, that guy. Yeah, yeah, not, not, not like steams is like he's angry, but literally steam comes out again from right. his arm. Steam digs. Millie has things figured out. I love Millie. <laughs> you know, she looks at Vash and says, I'm really glad you didn't shoot him. And it's such a sweet little sentiment. And he's like, yeah, me too. It's so cute. Well, that, that's Millie for you. I mean, I love and yeah, Millie. Bill's right. Millie's, Millie's already figured it out. Well, Millie's not an idiot. Not at all. No. She's, she's very bright. We're going to see in an episode coming up how smart she is. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is that we just, that we take away from Millie is she's innocent. She, yeah, she's innocent. She's There's a difference between of... innocent and dumb. There's a big difference right. between the two. Right. Andrew's innocent, and I'm... Oh, God, I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! The outlaw leader is told by the daughter that the sheriff never had any intention of paying, but maybe her dad will pay directly. Then we have a backstory montage that this wasn't about money, but yeah. all about their parents killed and their land stolen by Grim Reaper Bostock. <laughs> yeah, it's our... They, uh, they worked themselves to the bone. It's our obligatory exposition. Exposition time! <laughs> that we get in every episode of this. Right. Uh, we get with, even we get, a, like you said, the full like actual flashback and everything. Yeah. Montage. Montage time. It is kind of a sad story, though, when you think about it. Like, well, the fact yeah. that, like... Like, these people worked the land for so long, and then this they bandit shows up out right. of nowhere and just slaughters everyone, and now is, like, pretending just to kind of be, not really pretending, yeah. he is the ruler. They, they, I mean, they, they, of, they, takes it over takes and it then over. screws it up. Yeah, screws yeah. it up, absolutely. Right. They're here for revenge for that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vash comes out to help Marvin and Green Jean and mm-hmm. to let them know what the criminals want. We fade out and in on a showdown. The leader of the robbers, terrorist. Freedom Fighters. I wish we had a name for the group or something. Yeah, I did. This is the one good of those old groups. boys. Yeah, because like... Well, that's of, what I'm going to call them. They're, they're, they're a bunch of good old boys. You know, it's one of those things like you actually... This show's really good about giving you names of groups. Like we'll see uh, we'll see the, the Nebraska, Nebraska family, family next episode. We had... Didn't... Uh, the big, big, the big brothers gang have a name. Maybe they didn't, but like typically, a lot of a, a lot of the groups in, in this anime have specific names. Well, I think it just goes to show you that they're guys that just literally just want to you know get what was taken from them back. I mean, because 
Balsack did come in there and took their gerbs. Yep, and... <laughs> Killed their parents. Took their parents. Took their gerbs. Anyway, the good old boys, I guess we'll call them for now, for what? lack of a better term. The leader of the good old boys, who we don't have a name for him either. I think his name is Ingway, or... Oh, yeah, we get it We get it a little bit later. It's like Ingway. Yeah, uh, I mean... Yeah, we don't get it till like, almost the end of the episode. Right, but and he has is, the daughter, who also needs a name. Oh, that's Stephanie. That's Stephanie. That's Miss Stephanie. They don't say it, though. They said at the beginning. They, they do. They uh, yes. very, 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 very beginning. Butler does say, yep. oh, that's great, Miss Stephanie. Yep, yep. We get oh. Miss Stephanie's name at the beginning. Yes. I missed that, apparently. And... Yeah, this episode doesn't do a very good job no, of, I mean, like, get... establishing who these characters yeah, are. Yeah, we have a lot better... I mean, outside of, like, Gene, Green right. Gene. Fucking Green Gene, we well, know. Because <laughs> I think, yeah, his name is Ingway. He says it, like, 50 times. Gene! Gene! And well, Dick. Don't forget about Dick. Okay, and Dick. I we know Dick's Dick. name. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ingway is in a showdown holding on to Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And they are face-to-face with Bullstock, Stan, and his deputies. Legit ones this time, not the thugs. Bullstock threatens that Stan will pay for this and walks to the leader for a trade. Yeah, and I love that Stan, Stan, one of a, an interesting line here as Bostock is walking away, says, It's amazing how the love of a daughter and the passage of time can change a man. Which I think right. is my favorite quote of the whole thing. It's kind of neat. It, it is. It's a great look at the fact that we find out that, that Bostock is this uh, heinous person, did a terrible act, but because he became a father, he's willing to be a decent guy. Yeah. And do and do the decent thing. That's why he he, he goes to Ingway and they have their uh, they have their to do. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of that that idea of the Ingway is the guy who is uh, has been obsessed with revenge for right. all this time yeah, and doesn't like... realize that the guy that he wants to get revenge against maybe isn't the same as he used to be. Right. I don't think it's see... not that he doesn't realize. It. I don't think he cares. Yeah, I don't he think still maybe, did yeah, it. Yeah, and it's all about the vengeance rather than the person maybe changing somewhat right like he's not the same he's not the man he was I yeah it's been like 15 years or yeah both post is not the same guy so yeah and i think that's that's a great thing and don't we get to a point where vash starts asking ingway not to kill anyone and yeah like, well i mean we're gonna we're gonna get to that actually in just a little bit like okay. the whole like kind of how that plays out right bullstock walks to ingway for the trade vash goes to the daughter and tells her she has to face what he was and what's happening then we get a space vulture Space Vulture. <laughs> space Vulture. I like that. That sounds like a title. Space <laughs> Space Vulture. <laughs> Is it, wasn't that the name of the band in uh, that uh, El Palazzo was playing with? No, that was the Mohawks. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, dude, you gotta get your head out of out of uh, Excel Saga. We are done. Excel Saga is the past. Uh, Trigon is the present. Oh, but but technically, Trigon would be the past, and Excel Saga would be the future because it came out later. Don't tell me what <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't care. The two gunfighters duel. They draw, and Bullstock is shot. Where do they draw? Uh, Actually, really (laughs) awfully. They they draw really awfully because, like, it cuts away to like a weird shadowy effect that actually is not as cool as I think they meant it to be. Yeah, it it was not. Maybe they were trying to emulate something from the manga, like or maybe like, from... or maybe like a, an image from like you know Wild West kind of like slow motion gunsling, yeah, gunslinging sort and, of and like said, I'm sorry, it's just literally yeah. they're they're standing there looking like they're fanning the hammer and it, nothing else. It's kind of like a what 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 was um what's the name of it? Squiggle Vision. 
Scully Goldfish. Was it, what's the name of that? Like uh, oh, from Doctor Cats. Doctor Cats. Oh and, and, yeah, and those yeah. first few seasons <laughs> of, uh, of uh, the, fir- the first their first season of home movies. It kind of yeah. reminds me of that a little, yeah, a little bit. bit, a little bit. All right, poorly done because at least Doctor Cats is still that range of motion. Or True, it looked like a range, and of it had motion. John H. Benjamin. So well, home that, movies. That's home movies. Doctor Cats had Jonathan Katz. Doctor Katz also had Jonathan Benjamin. I think he played oh, the son, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, it's been so long. He played. Since... He played Doctor Cat's son. Yep. Oh, okay. Been so long since I've seen that show. <laughs> we should do a Doctor Cat's cast, right? Cat's cast. cast. <laughs> the Cat's couch. Cat. Uh, yeah. Cat's couch. <gasps> oh, couch cast. Anyway. Oh man. Carry on. Yes, my wayward Bill. Oh, that was cute. I liked that a lot. That warmed the cockles of my heart and the hearts of my cock. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, Bill. So. They fire, and what happens? Bullstock is shot. <gasps> oh, no! He's dead. He's dead. Oh, but it was only in the shoulder. Oh, okay. Vash cries about this good deed, <laughs> and the man, Ingwe, goes to turn himself in. I love that Vash is just like, you didn't kill him, thank you! And he's just like, I can't believe he's really crying. Then Stan shows up, eager to have the criminals resist arrest. Yeah, that was weird. The Liz line is so weird. He wants to I kill want them you all. to resist me. He wants to kill them all and take Bullstock's place. What a dick. Yeah, seriously. He also demands they all throw down their weapons, which everybody seems to do. It's well, true. He's got, he's got a posse. That seems to. I see what you did there. Yes. Well, and he does have a posse of his of his men, of his best men, that he didn't... Oh, okay, now I get why he sent the mercenaries. Makes sense now. Well, yeah, he doesn't want to get rid of his own men. Right, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. right. Vash asks Stan how he feels killing unarmed people. <laughs> When he says it's like burning garbage, Vash realizes that's a nifty answer. <laughs> <laughs> nifty answer. Sorry I asked. He knocks the leader down, and Meryl unloads like crazy with her Derringers, yeah, right. I, disarming you, everybody. Now, you notice, uh, before he asks the question about, you know, he says, I have one question, he, like... He blinks. He blinks like there's something in his eye, and Meryl is kind of looking like, uh... And then she gets it. Right. He, he, he's signaling, like, uh, I, I did miss the signal, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah he he kind of... She then, like you said, goes fucking nuts, and it's actually a really one cool. Of the, one of the better yeah. visuals of this episode. She the, flourishes her her coat. Yeah, and has kind of this kind of like yeah, and like this fade out effect, and she has just tons like like rows in her in her coat of um, these derringers. Yeah, that that is, I love that that look. Pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, my favorite part <laughs> is that Millie it's follows behind gosh. her picking up the guns. Vash knows she shot the lights down on the shotgun guy earlier. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, okay, that makes sense. See, everything makes That's sense. why I was so confused. Yeah. That guy is really dead, though. I mean, those lights are heavy. Yeah. That dude's totally dead. They look like heavy lights. But Vash didn't kill him, so whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Vash asks how it feels to be at his mercy, and Stan shoots at him point blank, which Vash dodges. Now that is impressive. It is. Oh, yeah. It's super impressive. He then pistol whips Stan... In the face like a bitch. And you know that whole, like, not killing people thing? That totally should have killed him. Yeah, probably. He, at the very least, he can't math anymore. <laughs> like, that... Pistol whips are no joke. No, they are not. No, definitely not. Then Vash strips him of his badge. <laughs> Vash flings it in the air, and Meryl shoots through it, and he makes Stan repeat 
Andrew's favorite line. <laughs> this land is made of love and peace. <laughs> love and peace. And he, 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 I love how he does love like the peace he, sign. he does the peace sign with his little fingers all intertwined. It's great. It's wait a minute. That's not the usual peace sign. No, it's, it's not. No, it's well, it's it's a fantasy world, and yeah. it's great. I love it. Well, and that's how the episode ends. They, right, they right. cut away. Yeah, and it's uh, a water cu- it's cut away to a watercolor of Ash standing over freaking a. Uh, a stand mm-hmm. with a goofy face going, well, my face. It's true. And that is the end of episode four of Trigun Love and Peace. So now is the part of the show where we talk about our general thoughts on the episode. And Josh is going to go first. All right. I do enjoy this episode. I don't think it's a bad episode, but I can see there are some technical issues with it that hold it back from being a great episode. I love the fact that, okay, the episode's called uh, Love and Peace. I think the reason why it's called that is because it focuses on Bolstock's love for his daughter, mm-hmm. uh, Ingwe's love for his family, and that he was willing to go into, you know, revenge mode, and that Vash w- is pursuing peace through peaceful means. I mean, we, we see pretty much Vash's uh, pacifism come out strongly in this. You know, his, his whole, I don't want to kill anyone. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that yet. So this is, this is, so it's a big deal. There's a lot that's holding, holding this episode back though, too. Uh, there are issues with the animation, uh, even moments where the, either the audio is not syncing up, either bad ADR work or just bad, uh, audio work period. Cause there's a part where you see Bullsock get angry, slams his fist on the roof of the car. And like, like a few set, like a half second or so later, you hear the impact noise. Yeah, I had that issue with another episode I was watching, and I don't know if it was just an issue with like the Hulu when I was watching it, um, or, well, or what it was, well, but this there was, are some strange moments that's like That's what I usually attribute that to, is just well, streaming. Yeah. Well, I, I could be I'm, wrong. I'm watching, well, I was watching this on my uh, DVD set. No. So, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. And, and some of the animation quality, it, there's a few drops in the animation quality. Yeah. It seemed like an episode that they didn't have their A team on. Right. And, and okay. And let's, let's point this out really quick too. This is an older anime from, from late nineties, 1998. So anyone who's more into newer anime, and this might be your first time watching it, understand that the animation quality is not like animes are now. No, very much so. I And Andrew and I were kind of discussing this, and I think it's possible this might be one of the last few hand-drawn animes. I would say that for sure this is a hand-drawn anime. I, I, I You could really tell in a lot of ways in the way that they do different kind of visual uh, right. aspects of it. And I just, just the general... I really do think it was hand-drawn. Right. Yeah. I, I think it was, too. Yeah, I would general... Agree. Yeah, it looks that way. Yeah, and general just graininess of the uh, of the animation quality as mm, well it just yeah. seems. I mean, that's a great old school feel to it as well. <laughs> that was a weird snort. That was. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but back back to to my thoughts on the episode. I I like the episode because we see another layer of the character of Vash that we're about to see, but it's not the best episode. Yeah. So I'm gonna say kind of a lot of what you said and. Mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot to say then, because you kind of covered most of it. But, yeah, it's not one of my favorites. I think there's some good Vash moments in it. Mm-hmm. But before, all the stuff leading up before with, you know, the the story of Bostock and, and all that, I didn't care as much. And even by the end, I didn't care as much just because they didn't do a very good job of developing these characters. These characters were, I think, less developed. The story was there, in my opinion. But, you know, the fact that we didn't even know Ingwe's name 
until like the end of the episode yeah, is it's like probably the, not a very good sign. The last third. Yeah. yeah. So really, honestly, my favorite parts of this episode are Vash being Vash. Mm-hmm. And you know, unlike some of the other episodes where that was interesting, obviously for what that was, but like the episode with the water. That you know, that good episode had good side characters with a story that was interesting to follow and connect. This was less so. It was really less so. So like when Stan makes his change and says, like, I want to, you know, uh, you know, the double cross at the end, and I want to make sure he's dead, and I want to, ma- I want to make sure I kill you, that just kind of came out of left field. Right. Like, right. it did. It didn't, like, I didn't see it coming, but then, like, it wasn't a good didn't see it coming. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess that's a thing. So, yeah, not my favorite episode. Not a bad episode. No. But, but not my favorite episode. Oh. Well, this all maps really well into what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. It's a middle-of-the-road episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a slog to get through. It's yeah. fine. It's entertaining. Yeah, the story, I think the entirety of the episode, story, plot-wise, would have benefited from this being a two-parter or a movie, just having a little more room to breathe. Yeah, it didn't have a lot of room. Mm-hmm. I think that's really it. I mean, we're, we're stuck with subpar plot and animation because it was just sort of rushed out. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's not bad, it's just... I just don't care as much. It doesn't stick yeah. out in my mind. Like you said, not knowing Ingwe's name. I didn't know it at all. I missed it and mm-hmm. Stephanie's name. Yeah. And I think Stan's double cross at the end was really kind of just there to be, we're going to have a violent confrontation at the end. Yeah. Because we don't have one between yeah. Bolstock and Ingwe and Vash. Right. And, and and Vash's involvement in all this is is kind of perplexing, perplexing to me as well. He just kind of stumbles in. As funny as it is, you know, it's like, well, how did he get here to this town? Why is why is he getting involved specifically here? Did he hear about it? Maybe we could have seen a small little scene, right? Right. Like, like seen something small before that would have shown that. But, but that that scene from the beginning too showed that maybe he had a purpose to begin with, right? You know that that he's he's on the outskirts of the town. He went through the massive graveyard of all the people that uh, Bostock and Stan had killed. Yeah. And maybe so maybe he had heard about what had happened, and right? He's, and he he's came there to, to investigate, and, and, and maybe he caught wind of Ingwe's uh, plans. Maybe it's possible. You know, that's I mean, true. I forgot that we had that that scene at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, and he did, and he seemed a bit more serious than you would see him most right. of the time. He's, maybe, he's actually very like, oh, I'm I'm good. I can do this. And he heads off. Maybe that scene at the beginning takes place after the events of the episode, hmm. where he. After knowing the story now, he goes... He goes and takes a look at the... at The, the graveyard. The graveyard to, to kind of get a visual of it. That's interesting. That's a really... That's an interesting... Yeah, I didn't even think of it that way. That's not a bad way yeah, to look no, at I it. know. That's interesting, too. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he mm-hmm. just kind of goes in right. kind of a somber scene. Right. Because he's very serious. That's one of the other things is Vash is very serious in this opening bit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You, you know, don't... We have not he's gone, he's gone through a whole bunch of stuff, and now right. that's why he's he's very right. straight-laced. Right. And, and he's there. also more or less by himself. He's just... You know, yeah, he has no reason to show off for anybody. Right. Except the Lyft driver. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... It's an odd episode. It's uh, it's good, it's, and it's bad. But no, not even bad. It's, it's good not bad. And it's, not, it's good, and it's not good. It's yeah. middle of the road. Middle of the road. Right, yeah. All right. So, yeah, that was episode four of Trigon. And next week, we'll be back... With a new episode of Tuning Japanese and a new episode of Trigun. That's episode five. <gasps> Hard Puncher. Hard Puncher indeed. Oh, ah. yeah. But before then, 
Hard fister. Oh, right. so you got to start like this. Um. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> visual joke doesn't work for podcast. No, no, it doesn't. Uh, so anyway, I'm still ready for a really competitive game of Old Maid. My name is Andy, and I can't believe I'm still. God damn it! Why do we still have to do these bitch jokes? I'll give you a new nickname. What's, oh. Okay, what's that? He's proven our point. He's Josh. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> And I've gone through a hell of a lot since meeting the two of them. Over twenty years with him, and seventeen years with the good uh, God. That that's yeah. like that's like thirty-seven years. Yeah, he puts up a lot of high energy stuff. Yeah, really, really. No wonder why he drinks. Oh, I was about to say that. Ha ha! Oh my, my God! Are we twins? Ah! Oh, oh wait, wait, wait! Time to fusion dance. Fusion! Ha! Holy crap! We, we turned, turned into, into Bill. Bill. No. <laughs> bye bye. I think you should be genderish. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to other great shows like The Shadow Bane Podcast, The Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, Raw Attitude Podcast, The Slasher Sanitarium, and the brand new show, Pwn Stars. and I don't want you thanking me for anything. I just simply got distracted and it threw my aim off, that's all. Can't believe he's really crying.